man. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. The boy. The boy. The Hello. boy. <laughs> Bringing it back. Welcome back to Netflix and Kill, the podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of Netflix. I'm Kai. I'm Marty. I'm Hannah. And there's a boy. Where is that boy? boy? Is the there boy a boy is in the walls? Or are there multiple boys? Because I do think there were multiple boys in this movie. There, there are a couple of boys in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Got a little boy band. <laughs> <laughs> got a band of boys. Got Dude, a band of boys. We got the ball boys. boy who plays the harpsichord. We got the grocery boy who plays on your heartstrings. And we got uh, the, the bad boy, boy who plays dumb because I hate him. <laughs> we also have the doll boy who I think is a different entity than the wall boy altogether. <laughs> That's what the sequel seems to be implying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I hate that. I don't like that they're implying that the doll boy is is bad <laughs> and possessed he's Here's... just a doll he's a good boy it really he just depends on how afraid of dolls you are which i'll be honest with you the only movie well when i was a kid chucky did make me scared but then someone had the the kindness to point out to me that the thing is three feet tall even if he stabbed you, you'd, like, get a nick in the knee and then you kick him and he'd, like, waddle around for, like, ten minutes like a turtle on its back trying to get back up again because he got those little legs. I feel like three feet is still too big. I mean, He's yeah, like... I mean, but that, I think that's, like, a really good way to look at it, but also that's yeah. not taking into account haunted dolls, which um, yeah. my child mind definitely conjured up some nightmares about haunted dolls and dolls trying to eat me and um yeah i i am not a fan of dolls i mean now i'm more like indifferent but as a child i was like terrified of dolls well isn't chucky technically a like haunted doll because charles lee ray died and his spirit lives in that doll yes but in the reboot uh, the real haunting is technology it's true technology he doesn't have like Psychic powers, I guess is what I'm saying. It's not like Annabelle, where he can, like, summon demons or whatever. Yeah, he's not a demon, he's just a serial killer. Yeah. I will say, though, Annabelle, on her own, she's weak sauce, man. You take her out of the Conjuring franchise, and she she ain't got no legs to stand on. Uh, I would disagree. I think Annabelle's pretty creepy and powerful. But I guess, like, I think, like... If we're talking narratively now, like, if we're gonna get meta, I think, like, narratively she's weak, because uh, two-thirds of the Annabelle movies were pretty bad. But, mm. um, and the most interesting one was, like, the one where she's got a million other demons to work with, which is I Annabelle. They got, like, a coalition? They have, like, a little demon office? Sort of, Yeah. I mean, the real Annabelle doll lives in, like, a museum of haunted artifacts, so they do kind of have their own office space. Yeah. Um, I'm just picturing a Annabelle doll is a, is a Raggedy Ann doll, and that will never yeah. not creep me out. Yeah, the, the, the thing is, like, porcelain dolls, sure, they're kind of scary, but, like, can you imagine, like, an everyday Raggedy Ann doll just, like, coming alive and trying to strangle you? But the thing is, so it got creepy. those little felt felt arms. <laughs> yeah, it got those little felt arms. How can it? How can it? Like, 
I don't understand I mean, the physics of it. It got no muscles. The, the theory was that it wasn't actually a possessed doll, but like a demon manipulating it. Yeah. Coming back to the boy, um, that's kind of what happens in this movie. <laughs> good wraparound. I mean, I could legit talk about haunted dolls for ages, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, I will say, our- the only doll <laughs> I was ever scared of is Woody in Toy Story when he decided to throw it back to Sid. That <laughs> okay, scene scared me way more than the concept scene. of any any encounter with Annabelle. That's understandable. Oh I mean, that is, like, super creepy. If you're mean when to toys. When he starts actually talking, and mm-hmm. it's like, holy shit, he basically just traumatized Sid. Yeah. He's, yeah, he said, you will learn by fear, my boy. <laughs> But that's, I kind of understand where Woody's coming from, though. Like, what other power do you have as a toy? Yeah, as a kid, though, I was definitely always, like, extra sure to be nice to my toys and put them in comfortable positions because I was, I just felt like they were living beings because I watched Toy Mm -hmm. Story. I also had the benefit of having American Girl dolls, so they all had books, so they all Ah, had, like, backstories, and I had, like, increased empathy. I was like, oh my god. This poor Irish doll during so the Industrial sorry. Revolution, she's been through enough. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Molly. I didn't know that your dad went to war and that your mom had to work in the in the factories. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, so I, I will say, I guess one last thing before we go back to the movie. I, you guys know me, I'm not like soup, very superstitious or like given to believe in supernatural things like i guess i sort of believe in ghosts but i don't really think about it that much like i think there's usually a rational explanation um i do however wholeheartedly believe in haunted dolls i okay that's one of my things (laughs) that i will go hard for is like haunted dolls um gnomes i have gone on this rant to marty before i believe in gnomes there's a long story as to why uh but yeah that's one of my weirder quirks so, but, like, I do legit believe in haunted dolls. I'll laugh at myself for it. Like, I think it's a silly idea, but it's like, eh, you know what? There's weird shit in the world. Why not? Oh, I think believing in haunted dolls and stuff is, like, you know, something that, like, you can debate on all all the time. Just because, like, it's not, like, a religious belief. It's just, like, oh, yeah, like, sometimes there's a ghost in there. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, um... At least I try, I watch BuzzFeed Unsolved, and I feel like Shane has such power in these situations because he doesn't buy into it. And when I was younger, my friend told me their house was possessed, and a priest explained it to them like this. The energy you give something is the energy you will receive it. So I, the way I see it is I'm not, I don't really know if that stuff exists or not. So I usually kind of try to err away from it so as not to give my energy to the thing. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. I mean, I have, like, the same perspective, but I guess from a religious perspective, like, Mm -hmm. I do believe in demons, but I don't- I'm not really afraid of demons, though, because, like, so I guess it's, like, kind of similar. It's like, yeah, the energy you give them, like, will definitely come back in some way. I- I used to believe in, like, that kind of stuff when I was a kid, but I don't really anymore, mainly just because I feel like- as a kid with a bunch of anxiety, I was just looking for something to, like, explain my anxiety away. Yeah. Um, and so, like, that's, so, like, that's also a part of, like, 
what what you were talking about Hannah like if you don't give it the energy then it won't bother you and I think um like if your emotions are heightened during a situation um that it's you're it's going to be worse uh for you um if you don't try to calm yourself down so like either way I feel like I feel like that's that kind of plays into what you were talking about i'm looking around at the dolls i have right here in this room and i will say i do feel pretty safe around most of them there's like a kermit the frog doll right in front of me there's like (laughs) a kermit there's like a hellboy little plushie up on my so i guess i technically got a demon in here but he's on my side we're cool we're chill and i have a a daenerys funko pop and i i'm digging her and her dragon so i'm i'm here for it (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry i just thought of Haunted Funko Pop, and that's oh the most God. terrifying thing I've ever thought of. Somebody needs oh to write God. a screenplay okay, about if, that. What if the boy was, like, the same premise, except instead of it being a porcelain doll, it was one of those big Funko Pops? Oh it's not even gosh. like one of the good Funko Pops. It's like the Venom skin Captain America Funko, Funko Pop, where it's like <laughs> it's a the- knockoff of a knockoff. It's the it's the Funko Pop of Ronald Reagan. Oh <laughs> and there's some like and the people who own it are just like these crazy collectors who are like, This is our baby. It costs two thousand dollars on eBay. Cause like, here's the thing. I do have a lot of Funko Pops, like an embarrassing amount of Funko Pops. It is my vice, and I am so sorry. So I'm just imagining like a little Funko Army that like just devours me like those ants in Indiana Jones. <laughs> Isn't that just no! a plot of small soldiers? Oh my god. Oh, I don't want it to get weirdly sexual though. I just no, want to die without... at the hands of Funko Pops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that uh, so hard I to love ask? Small soldiers. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, well, anyway, I'm sorry for getting wildly off topic. Um, with both some very serious and very non-serious discussions, but that's you know what? That's just the mood of today, and we will embrace it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this movie was wild, and so I feel like the conversation is gonna be wild because of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So we watched the boy. Mm-hmm. Oh. The boy. So I feel like I guess some backstory needs to be given about the way this movie was advertised because it's very, I would say, like leaning towards deceptive. So it's the premise of this is it's it's promoted as a haunted doll movie, where um a young woman goes to England. And this old, this elderly couple hires her to be a nanny for their doll, and they Would give you her like to watch the doll, madam. <laughs> yeah, they give her this like whole routine of stuff she's supposed to do with the doll every day. She's supposed to wake him up, dress him, feed him, um, give him piano lessons, and all sorts of other stuff, and kiss him goodnight. And like, of course, she thinks this is crazy, but then like. If she ignores him, weird stuff starts happening. Like, her shoes go missing. And that happens when she first gets there. And the old lady's like, oh, Brahms is just playful. And <laughs> I like the way you say like, Brahms in the old lady voice. Yeah. Oh, Brahms. <laughs> oh, Brahms. And, and so stuff keeps happening to her and the doll is messing with her. And she gets a phone call at one point where this little creepy child's voice is like talking into the phone like please mom play with me 
and on, Greta. Greta, yeah. please, I will be good. I promise. It's it's strange. So then she's like, oh, okay, well, I do have to take good care of this doll. And uh, meanwhile, the old couple had a guy bringing their groceries. And she's, like, trying to convince him that something's up. And he's kind of into her. And that's that's a subplot, I guess. Uh, there's a subplot about her having escaped her abusive ex-boyfriend and um she keeps like having phone calls with one of her friends and or family members it was never really clear where the i family think it's her sister like oh he's trying to he's keeps showing up looking for you and she's like don't tell him where i am and then he finds out where she is and uh, what was one of the other oh there's some backstory about like the couple had a son who died in a fire and then brahms the doll showed up randomly and he looks like their son so they just take care of him as if it's their son so i guess this this premise is just whack yeah (laughs) i guess we should go ahead and get into like the twist because all three of us knew the twist ending going in i feel Mm -hmm. like it's kind of become like a lot of people know about it even if they haven't seen the movie because it's just so batshit crazy um if you don't want to be spoiled for the boy, I guess pause and go watch it. It's on Netflix. It's Fine. bad, but like an enjoyable kind of bad. It's I think it's competent. Silly. Like it's yeah. not stupid enough for me to say like, oh, it's an. En- it's not like on what's like a really. Du- it's not like on would you rather level of stupid. Yeah. It, yeah, I feel like you would get at least some marginal enjoyment out of it for sure. Um. Probably, I can imagine a lot of people probably enjoyed the twist when they saw this in theaters because it's just so weird. So It's also yeah. a very slow build. Yeah. The yeah. twist is that there is a man living in the walls who is manipulating the puppet to make it look like it's alive and um, talking in the little boy's voice and making it seem like the house is haunted. And yep, that's the twist. <laughs> Yep, he, um, his parents, uh, burned the house down with him inside when he was little, but he lived, and now he lives in the walls, and he wears a a little porcelain doll boy face mask, and Mm -hmm. he's sweaty. (laughs) Yeah. He does essentially look like a lumberjack with, like, uh, one of those purge masks. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good description. Have you watched Courage the Cowardly Dog? Yeah. Do y'all remember the episode where it's, like, the cat who um, yeah. really hates dogs and the mask mm-hmm. that she wears looks, like, almost exactly like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, like, so, like, at some point, because, again, like, my biggest problem with this movie is just there's so many subplots and... Yeah. So at some point, the abusive ex just shows up all the way to England is like, and he's like, we're leaving tomorrow and you're coming home with me and like starts smacking her around. And like, I said to you guys, I was like, why is it like, why in a movie about a supposedly haunted doll is this jerk ex the villain? Like, I don't know. When I go to watch a haunted doll movie, that's not really what I expect. Yeah. Yeah, um, which I admire because I like the twist because, Frank, I I respect differences, but, like, I am much more scared by someone living in the walls and I don't know where they are than a haunted doll. Yeah, so that's, I, that's understandable, too. I like that aspect of it, but I agree that I, I am very curious 
as to who's supposed to be the villains. Because Brahms isn't that bad until, like, the last five minutes. And yeah. then it gets, like, uber creepy real quick. Yeah. My, my hypothesis is that the writers wanted to have a kill in the movie that was gonna not be, like, really horrible to watch. Um, so they added in the ex-boyfriend so that Brahms could kill him and you'd be like, yeah! <laughs> and then you could, could watch, like, the the rest of them, like, struggle and have that catharsis of, like, oh, he killed someone, so, like, now you know he's probably not gonna kill anyone else. I do think they also needed some reason to keep her at the house after figuring out that something was wrong with the doll. Because, like, they give an explanation where she got into a fight with her abusive ex and he like pushed her to the point where she lost her baby and then she's like and now i feel a connection to this boy and i must stay here because i have mothering instincts that i am transferring to this boy and i'm like sure yeah okay, i mean i guess like but i still i don't see why he has to show up physically like why can't that just be like in her backstory and like why i don't know it's just I feel like they needed something to set off Brahms in the third act, and they didn't write the two characters uh, dynamic enough to be pushed to the point of breaking Brahms. Like, they're both, like, nice people, but they don't really do any- they don't make any big choices. They just kind of roll with it. But that's that's a problem, too. It's like, I don't know, like- there's a split second where she does kind of start going insane like Brahms is moving around and messing up stuff and she just starts laughing hysterically to herself and then like the very next day she's fine and I'm like where's more of that like I guess I just want to see her pushed to the brink of confronting Brahms and breaking the doll and having to escape the the wall man Mm -hmm. my ideal um See, that's the thing. I think with situations like this, where something weird is happening, you have to have someone who has a really good... Like, I love Lauren Cohen. I am I was a Walking Dead fan for a very long time. I know she's a great actress, and she did very well portraying a very realistic person dealing with this kind of phenomenon. But that's not really what I want from a movie like this. I want someone like Adam Scott, or who's the guy who plays Dennis in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Um... Glenn Howerton. I want someone like that who their reaction to strange things happening is hilarious. Where just them looking at something is enough to crack me up, but also feel very relatable at the same time. Like, can you just imagine Ben Wyatt from Parks and Rec dealing with this situation? Oh my god, he yeah. just... Okay, alright, this is fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I love it when horror protagonists are driven to, like, the same level as the killers, where they're like, okay, you drove me to this point, so let's go, buddy. Like, I could see Dennis doing that from It's Always Sunny, like, newsflash, asshole, I knew you were in the walls the entire goddamn time! <laughs> and then, like, starts throwing shit at him. I could also see, I could also see Glenn Howerton playing the boy, though, playing oh, man. Because he's just got that creepy energy about him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, pitching this. Um, Adam Scott as the person assigned to take care of the boy. Uh, Glenn Howerton as the boy. And who can we get to play the grocery boy? Um, Who's just someone who could... Oh, who plays Ron Swanson? Oh, that would be actually really funny. Nick Offerman. (laughs) I would enjoy that. 
Nick Offerman to be like the rational voice of like dolls don't move, they can't be haunted. And Adam <laughs> Scott being like, No, this doll's totally haunted. Have you ever considered that you're sleepwalking? <laughs> <laughs> that would be actually really great. Oh, I think I just fixed the boy. We fixed the boy. Done. Did we, we do a mini episode of I Can Fix That on our show? Honestly, oh like, they just, the movie takes itself too seriously. Like you said, Kai, that is the problem. It, it, can't it just be about a weird puppet? Like, what's so wrong with that? Yeah. And I mean, like, the twist is cool, but I feel like it just comes, I don't know, like, they don't really use it that well to, like, reap the full horror out of that. Like, yeah, it is really creepy that there's a man in the walls watching you, but, like, they don't really do much with that. They just have him jump out and, like, fight the abusive ex- and then chase her around a little bit. The weirdest thing to me is how he pulls, like, he's very willing, like, they establish he's shy. That's the main reason he's in the walls. Like, he can come out at any time. But, and then at the end, he once he's out of the walls, he's like, I'm out. No more, I'm staying here. And then he, she, like, puts him to bed. Like, she, she comes back to save the grocery boy after she escapes him. And then she starts, like, pulling some Friday the 13th Part 2 stuff where she's like, time to go to bed, Brahms. And she just kind of yells at him. And that's how a the little plot bit, is. Yeah. And then, like, he's like, good night, kiss. Because that's, like, on his to-do list. And then, like, she kisses the mask. And he, like, pulls her in for a deeper kiss. It's so and weird. It's, like, it's so uncomfortable. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. And then she stabs him. So good. Good for her. But then he lives. So. Yeah, and, then... and he glues. So at some point, like, what kind of sets him off is the abusive ex breaks the doll when he shows up. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of what sets Roms off. But at the well, end, he glues why... the doll back together. <laughs> right. So why does he choose then to start, like, trying to grab her and start and try to hurt her? Because before he just seemed to kind of want her around and he never really bothered her that much. Yeah, I don't. No, I can't get myself into the psyche of a man who lives in the walls very well. And... I've seen Bob's Burgers. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just like the stereotypical horror writing of quote-unquote crazy. Like, yeah. oh, he's so crazy, he lives in the walls, he acts and talks like a little child. And like, that is scary, yeah. but like... I also just feel like... I don't know. There's some, like, plot holes here, and I feel like it would be better explained if we got uh, more of a backstory on Brahms, maybe? Or just, like, I don't know, some some more interaction. Maybe, like, having the scenes where Brahms actually comes out of the wall and is, like, doing creepy stuff. Yeah. A little mm -hmm. earlier in the film. Yeah. My thing is, like, I I would rather have a villain who is intentionally malicious instead of like crazy because that's been done and Mm -hmm. it's it's just kind of a bad stereotype at this point and yeah yeah like it's you know i don't know apparently it's a thirst trap for tumblr oh i mean (laughs) don't bring it up don't bring it up it's out there i can't stop it it's like bombs once he's out he's out you know? Oh, oh my god. But Brahms busting through. Yesterday, um, the people, once learned, tomorrow, Brahms. People watched this movie and got to the plot twist where there's a man living in the walls. 
and saw that he keeps a doll of the lady that's taking care of his boy doll and uh which by the way seems like such a dumb like last minute oh but what if he has a doll of her then there's two dolls oh but like when did he have time to move that doll, his doll around, while also making her doll and moving it around with him to the... Brahms is the multi-talented man of the future because he moves (laughs) faster than a speeding bullet, I tell you that. It was like a hat and, like, some pillows and a wig and her dress that he stole from her, and it was sitting in his bed in the basement, so, like... (laughs) Not some not good implications about where that doll is. He also chopped her hair off and stole her necklace for it. Um, <laughs> just uh, and pe- uh. yeah. But <laughs> people like, on Tumblr, this is what you're into. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not gonna like totally shame people because like I I get it. Sometimes you just can't help it. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Like, you're right. like there are shame. worse. There are definitely worse things to be into. I mean, it is kind of amusing, though, and I can only hope that, like, you're kind of self-aware about it. Because, like, listen, Marty and I are in the same boat. Like, you know, Marty has a crush on Leatherface. Like, I I have a fixation on (laughs) Pinhead. And I don't trust anyone. That's fair. (laughs) But what about Mads Mikkelsen Hannibal? Look, I didn't say it. You don't have to trust someone to be, you know. You know. <laughs> that, that's what. That's how I feel about it. Like, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like yuck any yums here. But like, also, I. It's just odd. Yeah. <laughs> see, this is what this podcast is about: bringing people yes. who who didn't see on the same level, and now I see. I have been brought yes. to the light through Matt Mickelson. <laughs> yeah. Once you again, Matt Mickelson's great. Hell yeah. Look, if the boy is your Mads Mikkelsen, more power to you. Just, you know, don't... If someone is in your walls, maybe ask a few follow-up questions before yeah. tying them up. I mean, the horror community, thankfully, is pretty good about, like, separating the fiction and reality and being like, oh, oh yeah, for sure. I love these fictional murderers, but, like, murder yeah. in real life is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if Leatherface was real, I would be totally disgusted. <laughs> like yeah. that's <laughs> But I I love a chubby physique, so like That's actually one thing that. I really find endearing about the horror community is like it's so effed up to begin with that they like a lot of fandoms tend to take something wholesome and eff it up, but like with the horror fandom you're already there, so they do the opposite. They tend to wholesome it up. It's yeah. like the reverse version of what happens to nineties cartoons where it's like the the theories about Rugrats oh my gosh. about how they're all dead or yeah. whatever yeah and it's, it's like it's like the reverse of that yeah our theory <laughs> is um Leatherface is just a sweet country boy who wants a date which he is he's just a sweet boy and he just wants to dance with a cute girl yeah TCM two taught us that <laughs> <laughs> like I can't uh. speak for the boy like I can't speak for uh, what kind of wholesome stuff might exist. I mean, I guess he's, like, against abusive boyfriends. That's cool. Yeah. Like, he plays <laughs> piano. Mean... Maybe he just wants to play piano with you, and he's just shy. He appreciates poetry. Um, he values a good face mask. Um, he does. Very true. 
what else? Day, I'm trying to think of. Age, the thing is, this movie doesn't have a lot going for it characterization-wise yeah, for anybody. Yeah, yeah that's no. the thing. It's like, at the end of the day, like, I'm... The the spectacle is focused more on, like, whether or not the doll is haunted, and then it takes it away last minute, and so then you're just kind of left with a man in the walls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I'm definitely not, like, I, I might remember a few of the images of Brahms the doll. I'm not gonna remember Brahms the person, just because, like, I didn't, because he was barely in it. The doll did nothing wrong. The doll did nothing wrong. He was just a doll. Yeah, it was just a doll. Well, there I, I, I hate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate that the sequel tries to make the doll haunted. That makes me so mad. Has it come out yet? Yeah, it came out a while ago. Oh, yeah, like I knew it was January. coming. I haven't seen it. I know they were framing it to be like possession. Part of me thinks that like there's just another boy. <laughs> And then they have a boy off. They they face. <laughs> I mean, that the, would actually be kind of great. The premise of the boy too is that the doll like influences people into killing for it. I guess. So like a um, haunted doll movie. Yeah, pretty much. But that that sweet doll did nothing wrong. They just smashed his face up and. It's sad. Yeah. And then a man came out of the walls because they <laughs> killed the baby boy doll. Every Is word you say about this movie just makes it sound <laughs> like I'm trying to imagine that you haven't seen or heard anything about this and you're listening to this and just being like, what on earth? What the fuck? You know, maybe yeah. that's why people like Brahm so much is he is such a blank slate that you can literally make him as good or bad as you want him to that be. That actually, yeah, that yeah. actually is true. I think... There's a lot of truth to that. I I feel like a lot of those slashers kind of have that kind of phenomenon going on where they don't they don't talk very much, they don't do much, and you just kind like except like kill, of course, because like that's the the main point of why they're there in a movie. Um, so like you can really just project any kind of personality onto them and then make them more appealing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then there's Freddy Krueger, who I- nope. Nope. No, nope. <laughs> oh, God, Freddy. Get out of here with your foul mouth pizza face, you son of a bitch. <laughs> shrimp- shrimp-looking manlet ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, boy. So, I will say, like, positives about this movie- some of the imagery was really cool. Like, when the doll actually yeah. breaks and one of his eyeballs just, like, falls to the ground. And, yes, like, I, I thought that, that was that really was sick. cool. Mm-hmm. The jump scares work, in. even though they're kind of cheap. Yeah, they they did quite a few really good close-ups of, like, Brahms when he comes out of the walls, and that was really interesting. Yeah. And, um, like, the close-up of his porcelain mask, it has, like, blood droplets on it, and it's, like, chipped away and, like, really dirty and nasty, and I really mm-hmm. like the detail that they put into that. I think the costume department did a really good job yeah. creating that kind of mask. Mm-hmm. The production Honestly, design the was good, too. Yeah. Making, like, a unique-looking <laughs> house. Yeah. They, um, I, they really did a good job creating an atmosphere, I will say. Like, I was yeah, very but- much I f- in the space that they were creating, like, this vacant old country house. Um, I was, it's, it had a very gothic atmosphere, which I, I kind of enjoyed. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I really appreciated the atmosphere this movie presented. And like, I, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I love Bear McCreary as a composer. He did the music for Vikings and for The Walking Dead. And he did for the new Child's Play. And he has this way of combining like country, um, southern gothic with like synth and it's so excellent i really recommend listening to either his band or his other soundtracks like when brahms is uh chasing them down that like i love that music that was that was standout for me yeah yeah i really enjoyed the music as well (laughs) um i also really loved some of the shots where they just zoom in on the doll's face yeah but like um the reason I loved them was because sometimes the doll looks kind of wall-eyed, where he's got, like, two different eyes going two different directions, like a chameleon. <laughs> and it watching... looked kind of silly. But, like, I I, I love the detail of the doll. Yeah. I love the different angles, too, because you can make him look so different in each shot. Like, some shots he'd look, like, yeah. passive-aggressively annoyed, and other shots he'd look like, I will murder you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the the jump scare when she has a dream about the doll and it's got its head turned towards her and then she moves it back and then it like snaps forward (laughs) (laughs) yeah that Um, one did get me it it got me too but like the reason was i was not expecting it and then for the like next minute i was like laughing about how there was a jump scare (laughs) i will say that it was kind of annoying like and this doesn't, doesn't have dream. anything. This doesn't have anything to do with the movie, but the the freaking trailers. Of course, like they used all the dream sequences where the doll actually moves. Yeah, it's a cheap cheap trick they pulled. Yeah, yeah. They they really wanted you to go into this believing it was a haunted doll movie, so that you would not expect uh like the ending of it actually being like a man in the walls. Which, good on them that they wanted to, like, still keep that as a surprise, but I feel like it would have been done better and maybe even more intriguingly had they not used any of those shots for their PR stuff, um, because then you would be, like, you know, expecting something still, but, like, not knowing when you go in what it is. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think, well, I think, like, they're, the trailer set the wrong pacing for this movie like they tried to advertise it more like something like annabelle where stuff's just going crazy and like really this is a much more slow build and like i can just imagine people going to the theater and expecting like just you know the conjuring or something and and then being mad when that's not what they get yeah mm-hmm. which like which you know, like Oh, sorry, yeah, the conjuring ahead. is much better. That's that's all I was oh, gonna say. Oh yeah, conjuring's a lot better. <laughs> but like, still, I do feel like this is just an annoying thing that happens in general. Like horror movies are often poorly advertised just to bring in the those kinds of audiences. Like, um, I know a famous case was It Comes at Night, which is very much a psychological film, and it was advertised as a monster movie when that's not really the case. And um, a lot of people got really mad and, like, gave it bad reviews. Like, not the critics, but, like, the audiences gave it bad reviews because they were like, oh, I wanted... Yeah, I don't know what they wanted. Like, whatever. And being mad See, my thing is, I'm not mad if I'm tricked in terms of I go in expecting something very tame and then I walk out 
having seen something absolutely bonkers. I love that feeling of just being so thrown and so surprised. Whereas this one, it's almost the reverse, where it's like, you thought it was a haunted doll and some ghost shit is just a guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of like that they, kinda, like, reverse expectations on that, because you don't really normally see, oh, it was a normal thing all along. But, like, still, <laughs> still it was kind of done in an odd way. Yeah. Yeah. It was... I, I, you know, now that I think about it, I do appreciate that level of it, because, yeah, it does subvert expectations. That's probably the thing that separates this film from most horror movies and probably why it kind of... Like, when you, you say the boy, people kind of know what you're talking about. Also, that doll's design is really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is true, honestly. Like, I feel like at least it makes this stand out among, like, the hundreds <laughs> of haunted doll movies that exist. Of, like, yeah. oh, this is the one... Like, people will remember, like, oh, that's the one where a guy lives in the wall... Yeah, so I do appreciate that, I guess. I just wish it was better executed. I think I might have missed this, but when does this movie take place? I, um, I know that, um, on his headstone it said 1991 was when he was supposedly supposed to burn in the fire. Oh, um, and they said and... it had been, like, 20 years since then, right? Yes. So like and I think... I think his canonical age is 26. So this legit just takes place in modern day. Okay, then, like, why do yeah. they not have cell phones? Like. I don't know. She I uses, think, like, a I... landline the whole time. And, like, I get, like, that's that's cool. That's a real thing. But, like, I don't know. I, I think maybe the excuse is that, like, landlines are the only way to call people because the cell phone towers don't work or something out in the country. Which, sure, okay, but, like, that 5G. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you think Brahms is scared of Wi-Fi? Maybe. Oh, God. <laughs> like, maybe they tried I mean, getting it to, like, you know, keep him I mean, occupied, and he just, like, he, he saw one YouTube poop and he said no. <laughs> yeah, I think if he had Wi-Fi, maybe they had to take away easily, the computer from him because he was being nasty on 4chan yeah. or something. <laughs> oh no, no, he's not a 4chaner. I will, I refuse. Okay. I refuse to believe he's a 4chaner. Yeah, he okay. may be a simp, but he is not a 4chaner. <laughs> I could see okay, him being a TikTok. Yeah, guy. he he goes on Craigslist and asks for dates. That's okay, yeah, that's more accurate. I mean, he is also, like, a 90s child, so that would make sense. Yeah. Like, old school. Only 90s kids remember. <laughs> Do you Only remember 90s that, like, kids remember Craigslist. <laughs> Do you remember that Nickelodeon version of Club Penguin? No. Oh, Nicktropolis? Yeah, that's yes. as far as Brahms got in terms of internet <laughs> accessibility. <laughs> uh. Oh my god. I remember Nicktropolis. I would only play in the fish areas because I liked creating fish, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I could uh, see Brahms wanting to be a fish. You can see him wanting to be a fish? I could see Brahms wanting to be a fish. I'm not going to argue I... it. I mean, we did say that he's a blank slate that you could project onto, right? So, like, if he wants yeah. to be a fish, then I think that's a valid headcanon. Some people think... want Brahms to be that supportive, defending uh, lover. I want Brahms to be a fish. I I just want him to be the doll. 
<laughs> yeah. I respect that. That's probably uh, the ideal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, do we have any last thoughts about Brahms? What did I um, learn watching the boy today? Oh, check I your walls regularly. <laughs> you yeah. might have you might have a like a bug problem or a rat problem or a person problem. Just get it checked out. Call your local exterminator. <laughs> <laughs> they got no Wi-Fi? There's a boy in the walls. Say bye-bye. <laughs> say bye say bye-bye uh, to the Wi-Fi. Um I don't know if I would recommend this. I mean, it was fine to watch, but also it's so odd. <laughs> yeah, it's 50-50. Like, if you enjoy this kind mm-hmm. of movie, then, like, I say go for it. Like, if you just watch a lot of horror movies on Netflix, like, this definitely isn't the worst one you'll watch. So it's like, oh, I don't know, if you think you'd enjoy it, like, go for it. But it's not required viewing. <laughs> Yeah, this reminds me of the horror movies I would watch as, like, a teenager to get ready for the big scary stuff or the big bonkers stuff where it was, like, um, Insidious or, um, what's it, like, Hide and Seek where it's, like, a thriller that's spooky but there's not really enough at stake for you to get super scared but enough that you'd kind of get a little invested. It's, like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good description. Yeah. So, The Boy can be found on Netflix, or maybe rooting through your walls. Um, <laughs> Let's hope not. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. He's on Netflix only. Not in your mm-hmm. walls. Netflix and Kill can be found on Twitter at Netflix underscore in underscore kill. Or on LunarLightStudio.com. You can find LunarLightStudio at LunarLightHQ on Twitter. I'd like to take this moment to recommend some other Lunar Light shows. So, because we talked about Haunted Dolls, I have to mention The Cryptid Keeper, which, uh, <laughs> this was a couple months back, but they, anyway, they have not one, but two episodes about Haunted Dolls, which Woo. is just fantastic. And, um, I really loved those episodes, and the hosts are just absolutely wonderful, and I think if you enjoy slightly spooky things handled with a comedic tone you will enjoy the cryptid keeper so go check that out other podcast i'd like to recommend to you is what you call it where two friends discuss life nerdy things movies uh pretty much everything under the sun and it's really great and the hosts are really sweet and fun and it's just a it's just a feel-good show it's like it's like the podcast equivalent of eating a nice bowl of soup. It's just Aww. makes you feel all warm inside. I think inside. that's pretty accurate. That's a great description. So go check both those out. Uh, all of the Lunar Light shows can be found on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, my personal Twitter is Kai the Jedi. That's spelled K-Y the Jedi. And while I'm still... In my little airtime of promoting stuff, I would like to draw attention to the Black Lives Matter movement in Oklahoma City. Um, So a couple weeks ago, Marty and I attended some of the protests, and um, just this week, the news came out that 
like back then, 13 protesters had been arrested. So it was announced recently that they are being charged with terrorism, which is absolutely insane and um, just infuriating, honestly, that you would charge someone with terrorism for exercising their First Amendment right. So please donate to the Black Lives Matter OKC. They are making a bail fund and putting together some some money to aid these people. I'll have the a link to that in the description if you're interested. Um, I know similar problems are happening all around the country, but this is our home and where we're from and just the people here are really good and want to help them out. You know, everyone thinks of us as like, oh, those backwards Oklahoma, you know, Tiger King. Um, but there are some genuinely good people here and it sucks to see them being unjustly punished for exercising their rights. Um, you can find me on Twitter at FrostyTheR0Bot. Um, I'm retweeting, you know, stuff about uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, stuff you can do to help. Um, and also memes, because I feel like um, in between having some serious stuff, you need a little brevity. Um, so <laughs> you can... <laughs> You can find some Spider-Man memes or uh, some cartoon memes on my page, I guess, because um, that's what I do in my spare time besides watch horror movies. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at HannahV.Boyens. Um, I'm also posting a lot about the Black Lives Matter movement and where you can sign petitions and where you can donate um, to bail funds um, around the country. But I, I agree with Kai. I think Oklahoma deserves attention as well. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at the same handle, at hannahv.boyens, um, where I will also be posting a lot about the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, so yes, please do what you can uh, to stay educated, to stay active and to um take care of yourself and the people who need to speak out against racism and injustice and wear your mask and yes be healthy and be safe yeah wear your mask be like brahms wear your yeah, mask. Oh yeah. that is an excellent <laughs> way to end up brahms ain't getting covid <laughs> no oh, sir let's hear it for the boy let's, let's hear it for the boy, for the boy. <laughs>